Slowly come back, man. You're interrupting my game. Right up. On who, bro? Bro, I can't hear you say that again. Right up on who? I'm coming. Give me two minutes. Two minutes. I'm there. I'm there. I'm there. And guys, that's why the manager of Ikhwan Muslimin is a very no, dangerous. No. Yo, we didn't, bro. Yo, we didn't, my bro. Relax, man. We didn't, bro. You said it's a ride-up. Yeah, bro, but in the car, man. The show. Huh? Ride out in the car, man. Just the keys, bro. Often candy crushes brothers and sisters that right there is a, it's a golf why have we got a golf on ride out isn't a golf a normal everyday standard car you're right and this looks like a normal car but if you look down here this is a golf r and let's get into the car talk a bit about the car and a bit about the episode so the golf r what makes it different from a normal golf well you see that two litre engine in there makes over 300 brake horsepower. And this car has been remapped to stage one. So it makes even more power. So this is a nippy little hatchback. Again, all wheel drive. So the power goes to all four wheels and this car just goes, as you see right here. So let's get into the episode. Before we do, if you want us to get a Lamborghini on this show, let's get this video to 2,000 likes. That's all. 2,000 likes and we'll get a Lamborghini on the show. If we do 5,000, we'll get a Lamborghini and a Ferrari. And if you have a car that you'd like to get us onto the show or you want to sponsor the show, let us know by emailing the email in the link below. With that said, let's get into the episode. What are the gin? Should we be scared of gin kind? It's, imagine it's pitch black late at night. I hear a voice go down. I'm thinking, what is that? Lee? <laughs> Lee's I'm scared of, you know what it is? Oh, snap. Bismillah, alhamdulillah, wa salatu wa salamu ala rasulillah amma ba'd Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuhu Brothers and sisters, welcome back to another episode of Ride Out in today's episode, I'm joined again by Imran. Give salam to the people. Assalamu alaikum, guys. And in today's episode, we're in the Golf R. Now, as mentioned, you know, the Golf R, it's quite a deceptive car. Well, number one, you don't even like it because you say, you know, it's a dead car. Because, it's a, you know, it's a, it's a Volkswagen. It's a Golf. It's just a normal, everyday car. But yeah, it's, it's a, you know, it's a perfect sleeper car. That's what we call it, where it looks like a normal car. You wouldn't think anything of it. You know, if it pulls up next to you at the traffic lights, you can look at it and think, you know what? I can take that. <laughs> and uh, well, fast, before you know it, 
it's gone and you're just like wow like how did that do that mm. and that's one of the beauties of this car is that it's quite you know underspoken it's quite subtle but at the same time when you put your foot down as we're gonna do later on when we get onto a road which has you know higher speed limits then uh it really really does go um especially considering it's only got you know got a small little two liter engine although this one has been uh, stage one mapped so it's gonna be a little bit faster than a normal stock car so in today's episode what are we discussing as you've probably already seen by the title and um, if you're still here and you clicked on the video after watching the title then you know you all, you've made it past step one because a lot of people when they see the word gin in the title I'm not gonna watch that why it's scary and that's exactly why we're doing this episode to get past some of the misconceptions about the gin and also learn about the gin so the first question I would like to ask you Imran mm -hmm. is what is a gin what are the jinn? Alhamdulillah, wa salatu wa salamu ala rasulillah amma ba'd So the jinn, in order to understand what they are, you kind of need to understand uh, the language. So in the Arabic language, words that have a jim and a noon in there, they are about things that are hidden. For example, jinnah is the mother's womb because the baby is hidden inside the womb of the mother. Jannah is a garden that's surrounded by trees because what's inside the garden is concealed. Does that make sense? Is that like an actual like principle? Yeah. Oh man, I don't even know yeah. that. Yeah, Junoon, a madman. Uh, His mind's gone. His aql is gone. You know what I'm saying? Martin. So jinn is because what the jinn are not seen. They are what? Uh, they are like not unseen. They yeah. are they are unseen. Does that make sense? They yeah. are unseen. And also Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentions in the Quran, him and his tribe, they see you from a place where you cannot see them. Does that make sense? So they can see you from a place where you cannot see them. So, um, they're unseen. That's the first thing. Uh -huh. Number two, they have will. They speak. They have conversations. There are those that are Muslim. So some jinns are actually Muslim. Yeah, the jinn, they said, they said. And amongst us are, Allah mentions the Quran, He mentions their statement. They say, Some of us are Muslim. And then from us, there are some that are unjust. Does that make sense? So there are good jinn and bad jinn. Good jinn and bad jinn. Muslim jinn, Christian jinn, Jewish jinn. Does that make sense? We know that there are some jinn that are from uh, that follow Ahl Kitab because uh, there was a group of jinn that came to the Prophet Sallallahu in the Quran. They had the Prophet recite in the Quran. What did they say? Uh, they said, Unsitu. They said, Be quiet, listen to it. We have heard a book. They said to the people, Musa, a kitab that came down after Musa. So after the Torah, does that make sense? Mm. So the jinn, they, they, they have different religions. There are jinn that accept Islam, jinn that became, become Muslims, jinn that are kuffar. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh, they have children. They uh, engage in intimacy. They're quite similar to humans, just from the act like, like everyday and, um, life. From the angle, Allah Alam, from the angle that they're similar to humans, that they have free will. Yeah. They have free will. They have the choice to do this, to do this, to not do this. They have qudra, they have ability, they have aql. And uh, these are the things that if a person has, he gets. He gets. Uh, Hold accountable. Held accountable and he has to come with, he becomes mukallif. As in, you know how a child reaches puberty, he's mukallif, he has to, yeah, you know, yeah, do yeah. the obligation, obligation to stay away from the haram. Yeah. Why? Because you have free will, you have qudra, you have ability, and you have 
you have aql, you have intellect, you have you have, you have, you have, you have sanity of mind. So they have they are, they have intellect, they have free will, they have ability. So then they are they are able to worship Allah Subhanahu wa Taala. Does that make sense? Yeah. They're not like, for example, cows or, or who don't have aql. Mm. That, that makes sense. They're not like uh, the pigeons that that don't have aql. Mm. They don't have intellects. You know what I'm saying? They do. So they like that. You know, they um, they they engage in uh, even intercourse. Some of the ulama they discussed whether uh, a human can marry a jinn um, and uh, and uh, it's discussed with some of, some of the ulama one of the ways that sometimes the jinn they they harm the humans is by doing things like raping them and what so and so on and so forth which I've made videos on in the past a common thing that happens nowadays you know what I'm saying because jinn fall in love with some humans and then they start bugging them and touching them and whatnot. It happens a lot to sisters who go out there with makeup and all those videos we can link them below inshallah to add to that topic we'll talk more about yeah. the reasons why mm. jinn's come to you later so now that we've established what the jinn they're are from, they're made from fire smokeless fire okay so the next thing that I want to ask you is because it's quite a common misconception is that shaitan iblis was he a fallen angel is he a jinn is he a Hybrid between the two, like what's Iblis? Okay, so quick, quick little features about this car uh, before we move on to the next point with Imran. I'll quickly just mention something. Number one, the suspension on this car is very, very stiff. So even when you're going up normal speed bumps, it, you know, it's not comfortable. I'll be honest with you. Um, you can get this car with adaptive dampers, which is basically like you could choose comfort mode or sport mode, and I've heard that that does make a difference. Uh, but right now, in stock form, I'm not going to add you, it's not doing it. Let's get back into the episode. Many evidences show that Iblis is a jinn. He's not from the angels at all. This is a Christian belief that the angels are what? They are? Fallible. So, so jinn is a fallen angel. Oh, okay. That makes sense. Yeah. Like, sorry, 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 that uh, Satan Lucifer was a fallen angel. Yeah. Now Allah said, "Fafasaka an amri rabbi." Allah said, "Kana min al jinn, fafasaka an amri rabbi." He used to, he was kana min al jinn. Allah said it clearly. He was from the jinn. Does that make sense? So Iblis was from the jinn, and the angels la yasuna ma amar Allah. They don't disobey Allah subhanahu wa taala what He commanded them to do. Subhanahu wa taala. Does that make sense? Mm. But then there's one thing that confuses some people. They said that I, when Allah told the angels to make sajda to Iblis, yeah. Allah said, yeah, yeah. Allah told all of the angels to make sajda to Adam. They all did it, except for Iblis. Mm. So some people say, one second, if Iblis is a jinn, then why would he be made an exception from the angels? Yeah, yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah. Because for example, for me to say, all of the angels made sajda except for Iblis. Iblis. So as if you're including him in there. As if you're saying all of the angels made sajda except for one angel, i.e. Iblis. Iblis that's, yeah. that's, that's what we say, right? Yeah. So in the Arabic language, there are, I don't want to go into it technically, but there's two types of exceptions. One is an exception, I don't even want to try and explain it, it's confusing, but one is an exception where it allows for something like this. And it's a very beautiful meaning that comes from it, yeah? The reason why Allah referred to Iblis amongst the angels is because when he was obedient to Allah, he had a station with the angels. Does that make sense? Mm. So the scholars took from this a powerful benefit is that when you're obedient to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, you can be lifted to having a station like the station of the angels. Because yeah. the angels don't disobey Allah. So whilst Iblis was not disobeying Allah, he was like a 
Like, you know how we say with, with a kid who's obedient, we say, oh, you're like an angel. Yeah, That's it. Yeah, 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 So, yeah. because he was so obedient, remember we said the angels don't disobey Allah. So, Iblis was not disobeying Allah, he was mentioned with the angels. But if a person starts to disobey Allah, forget being like an angel, he becomes lower than a human. Yeah, they are like the cattle, rather they are worse, worse than the cattle. cattle. Does that make sense? At least the cattle serve a purpose. Exactly. Does that make sense? Mm. So the beauty here is that what? If he wasn't from the jinn, but he yeah. was mentioned because of his obedience to Allah. So you human being who's listening, yeah. if you obey Allah in the good that he in the things that he told you to do and stay away from the haram that he told you to stay away, stay away from, yeah. you're a human, but you could be like an angel. But if you start to disobey Allah, you become worse than a human being. And that's what you mean. You become lower, so you become lower than a cow. And just like you said, if someone's good, they refer to as an angel. But at the same time, someone's bad, they refer to as a devil. As a devil. So that comparison is still there. I mean, yeah, that's in the language. Yeah, yeah. The English language, yeah. Okay, so the next thing that I want to ask you is going back to you know the first thing we mentioned about the title and people being scared when they hear the word jinn. Is there a valid reason? Like, should we be scared? of jinn kind like sh is that something we should actually fear um no okay, absolutely not we should not fear the jinn whatsoever a believer has no no place fearing the jinn a human being shouldn't fear the jinn yeah allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said firstly don't fear them fear me mm. only allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is the one that deserves to be feared does that make sense as for the jinn, there's no need to fear them. You know why? Because they're not even scary. The jinn are not even scary. Sure about that. I'm sure about that. Look at the ayah. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, وَأَنَّهُ كَانَ رِجَالٌ مِنَ ال... In fact, before I tell you the ayah, let me tell you the story on the ayah. Let me tell you the story of how the jinn started to scare the human beings. Go on. Let me tell you the story. So basically, the human beings... Rikrima was one of the students of Abdullah ibn Abbas, who was one of the companions of the Prophet, he narrated the story. Yeah? He said, He said that the jinn used to be scared of the humans the way that the humans are scared of the jinn. In fact, that the jinn used to be more scared of the humans. Does that make sense? Yeah. So originally, So originally, the jinn used to be what? They used to be more scared of the humans and the humans are scared of the jinn. Okay? To the point where if the humans came to a valley, what would the jinn would do? Harabil jinn, they would run away. Humans have come. <gasps> run! Really? They're scared. Well, why? They'll run away. Does that make sense? What's, you know, the, you know like, this? what's the reference for this? I know, Bob. Yeah. So okay. You have to play the okay, you have to yeah. for the okay. Okay. It's on the tafsir of the ayah in Surah Al-Jinn. I'm going to mention the ayah in a second. I'm breaking my cover on that. Ayah. Sorry, sorry, sorry. <laughs> Good actor, though. I love that. Allah, you don't believe that, right? You're not paying attention to class. <laughs> so they used to run away from the human beings. Yeah? Yeah, yeah? They used to run away. Yeah? Until one day, one idiot group of humans, they came to the valley. And the leader of the group, he said, Ali He said, we seek refuge in the leader of this valley, meaning the leader of the jinn. Yeah. So there's a valley. He's <laughs> plugging Chao Mabai along. Oh, anyway, they didn't see it properly. Chao Mabai. You know what's sick about this? I clocked. It keeps water cold. Yeah. So a normal plastic bottle would 
Okay, I cannot tell the story, please. Interrupt yeah, it a few on, times. Sorry, speeding sorry. and everything. So, the humans. Oh, oh, speeding. Not speeding, but you we're know. Right, what yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The humans were. The jinn was scared of the humans yeah. in a way that is more. The humans are in, worse than how the humans are scared of the jinn. Mm. To the point where if the humans would come to a valley, the jinn would run away. Until one day, one stupid human said, Na'udhu bi Sayyidi, Hadar Wadi. We seek refuge with the real ruler or the leader of this valley. Does that make sense? The people yeah. of this valley, i.e., the jinn. He said, We seek protection, we seek refuge. Remember, A'udhu Billah. You do, we say, Na'udhu Billah. We seek refuge in Allah. Yeah. He sought refuge in who? The jinn, which is Shirk Billah Azza wa Jal. He thought he could get protection from the jinn. When he did that, Fakal al the jinn, they said, They said, Narahum, Yafraquna minna kama nafraqu minhum. They said that we can see. That these humans, they run away from us the way, we run the way we're running away from them. Does that make sense? So what happened? So they became close to the humans. They came close. They started to possess the humans. Make them go insane. Make them go crazy. Mess with them. And that is the explanation of the ayah where Allah said, That there was a group of men from the human beings they started to ask the jinn for help. So then the jinn started to terrify them. So then that from that day the jinn said, Whoa, these guys are scared of us. And since then they've been terrorizing human beings. Walakin, if a person knows what the jinn are and he has iman, remember the jinn are good, so I'm not talking about the good ones. They're the bad ones. I'm talking about. They can't come near the believer. For example, if you was to recite Ayatul Kursi, Shaitan will not come to you at night. The Prophet said, if you come to a place and you say, A'udhu bi kalimati Allahi tamati min sharri ma khalaq, lam yadurruhu, lam yadurruhu shay'un hatta yartahila min manzili thari. Okay, my God. Then nothing will harm you until you leave that place. We'll put that du'a below. We'll put that du'a below with the reference. Jimmy. Same du'a you mentioned in the RS3 video. Yeah, this du'a is protection. Because what? They, the humans sought refuge with the jinn. Yeah. But the believer sees refuge with Allah. Allah. The jinn can't come near you. So you walk down. I'll tell you something. Me, I used to be kind of scared. You know, I, I'm a person who flinches a lot. Don't tell you I flinch. You know. If you probably, I'll flinch. You know what I'm saying? But Alhamdulillah, Rabbil Alameen. When you do a dhikr. Tell the story of the ring doorbell. Huh? The ring door. Okay, I'll tell you the story. I'll tell you the story. To show you, to show you, Alhamdulillah Rabbil Alameen. Like, it's like, even though I flinch and whatnot, like, I'm not scared, like... So you wouldn't run away or something like that, you know? I can't be scared of yeah. the... I can't be scared of the... The jinn. I can't. Yeah. Yeah. You know why? Because those who are Muslims, they're my brothers. They're not going to harm me. And those who are what? Evil? Then what happened? Allah's going to protect me from them. Yeah. They can't come near me if Allah protects me unless Allah rules. Does that make sense? Yeah. So I give an example, yeah, to show you. Um, we have we have this doorbell on, uh, at our studio where it's connected to Abu Bakr's phone. And it's got a camera, so he can see whoever's outside and he can also speak. Does that make sense? So one day I walked out. It was actually the first day you put it up, right? Or the second day you put it up? Soon after, yeah. Yeah, so as I'm looking up... Like 11 p.m.? Yeah, and like, it's, imagine it's pitch black, late at night. And it's like, our thing is like a secluded spot as well. Yeah. Where it's like you have to go for a gate and there's not like, there's no one there at that time. Yeah, so as I'm looking up the main gate, I hear a voice go, Dawah, man. 
So I said to myself, what? So I swore like I thought it was a gym. First. I said, chill. I was like, oh, come. I don't what? think you heard me because yeah. I, you didn't give any reaction I whatsoever. You, you saw me, right? You just like, you. I, I, I saw you look, but I thought maybe, you know, you, you, I wasn't sure. Where, it wasn't a clear look where I was clear that, you know, you did hear that it was me coming from the yeah. speaker. So I just thought maybe you didn't hear me. That's why, that's why after I texted you, yeah. I said, uh, I, I got eyes on you or, or like something like that. But, then I cocked um, it was you. But then but, you started, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, so, so basically, basically, I said to myself, oh, oh I guess it's a gin. Keep stepping. And then as I'm walking, I said to myself, no, wait, wait, that didn't sound like a gym. I'm thinking, what is that? Nitty. Nitties I'm scared of, you know? Nah, suddenly I started stressing because nitties, you know, they might bite you when you get AIDS. <laughs> nitties I'm scared of. Yeah, By the yeah, way, yeah. for those of you from not from the UK, a nitty is like a crackhead. Do you know what I'm saying? We're offices, we get quite a few of them. Yeah, crackheads around, you know? So that that started making me nervous. Yeah, the yeah. crackhead, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So then I started walking paranoid. And then he texted me saying I got my eyes, then I clocked his him. So I was like, are oh, you joke, man? I was like, bro. Like, when I thought it was a gin, I was, the point I'm making more of the stories, like, I might be scared of these, yeah? Yeah. But alhamdulillah, I'm not going to be scared of what? Gin. Gin. That makes sense. Yeah, yeah. Like, inshallah. And it's not for me, Samallah I also make another dua which I'll advise you to make, which is a dua for courage and bravery. Uh, the Prophet said, I would be lahi, in al hammi wal hazan. Allah, I would be coming in al hammi wal hazan, wal ajzi wal kasal, wal bukhli wal jubal. Oh Allah, I seek refuge in you from hammi wal hazan. From uh, uh, from anxiety and from uh, uh, grief, from uh, 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 from weakness and from laziness, from bukhli from stinginess, and from what cowardice. You know what I'm saying? Mm. So, Akhwalai, when you're with Allah, you have the safety. Not just that. Look what Allah Subhanahu wa Taala said. Allah Subhanahu wa Taala said, "Alladina, amanu, those who believe in Allah, walam yalbisu imanahum bidulmin." And then they do not mix their iman with oppression. Yeah. They don't mix their iman with what? Oppression. Meaning, uh-huh. they, here, oppression, the Prophet explained in that it means shirk. Mm. Oppression means? Shirk. Shirk. The Prophet said, explained it because that's the greatest form of oppression. Yeah. So anyone who believes in Allah, he worships Allah alone, he comes to Tawheed, then he doesn't mix his iman, his Tawheed with any shirk. What did Allah say about them? Allah said they will have safety. What kind of safety? Complete safety. Complete safety. Mm. So what do you have? To, safety from your enemies. Safety from your ops. Safety from the jinn. Safety from sins. Your own sins. Safety from your own sins. Allah told us, You know, Yusuf why is it that he didn't succumb to the temptation of the woman who tried to seduce him and sleep with him? Allah said, He was from our sincere slaves, meaning he didn't do any shirk. Complete to eat. So that's why Allah said, We saved him from the sin. We saved him from. Some of you sleep around with girls, wondering, Why is it that I'm asleep around with girls? Why can't I stop control myself? Because your tawheed is not pure. Does that make sense? Yeah. So every time you do a sin, it infringes upon your tawheed, your one worshiping of Allah alone. Because because you're making your desires equal to Allah by saying I'm gonna obey my desires instead of Allah. So every time you disobey Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, your tawheed weakens. And some of your your tawheed is very, very in danger. You know why? Because you're wearing like. You're telling me I'm afraid of jinn and jinn are gonna possess me, but you're wearing like and it's got what? A name for another God besides Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So you mentioned 
that you know there's no need to be scared of jinn but at the same time you just mentioned that a jinn can literally possess a person yeah like go into me you know make me change the way i talk the way i move what things that i do you know like we've all seen videos online of people you know you know the eyes start opening up and they start doing all sorts of like crazy scary things is that not something to be scared of? Like, is, that not, is that not good enough reason to be scared of a jinn? So how does the car sound? Well, if you're sitting in here, put the window down a bit, put your foot down, you definitely hear the engine, but it's not the same. Like for example, we had the BMW M5, which had the 4.4 liter, or the Range Rover SVR. Those cars, when you accelerate, you hear the engine roar. With these smaller engine sized cars, the engine kind of screams. It's not it's not a roar, it's more of a scream. And a lot of it is from with the Audi RS3, a lot of it was from the exhaust. Whereas cars like the M5 and the SVR, it's all engine noise. And personally, it's just a personal preference, I prefer engine noise a lot more than exhaust noise. It just sounds a lot more beastly, if that makes sense. And with that said, let's get on to the next point. Only be scared of a jinn possessing you and entering your body and controlling your body or whatever have you if you are a person who is distant from Allah. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, Inna ibadi laysa laka alayhim sultanun illa manittaba'aka min al Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, speaking to Iblis that you will not have any authority, any control of my slaves. You will not be able to control them. You will not have authority over them. You will not be able to influence them. Illa mani tabaka, except for the ones who follow you. Minal ghawin, from those who deviate. So if you're a person who follows shaitan, then yeah, then the shayateen can possess you. If you're a person who follows Allah and the Sunnah of the Prophet and the Salaf Salih, because pay attention. If following, if doing zina is following shaitan, if listening to music is following shaitan, then bid'ah is worse than all this. So if you're a Sufi, if you're a Khariji, if you're a Ash'ari, if you're a Maturidi, if you're Ikhwani, all of these innovative groups and say Shi'i, then that's even worse than sin. So you're you're more likely to now what? You're, you're, you know, you're more of a deviator. You're following shaitan more than the fornicator because at least the fornicator knows what this is, is a sin. You're doing a sin, a bid'ah, which is a sin, but you believe that it's right. You believe that it's right. So if you do sins, you do bid'ah, you're following shaitan. But the slaves of Allah are upon tawheed, la ilaha illallah. Yeah. Muhammad Rasulullah upon the sunnah, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. And they follow the salaf al-salih, which is the correct and pure understanding of the religion of Islam. Sahaba and their students and their students. You will have no authority over them, Allah said. Except for no one follows you. So you follow Iblis, you listen to music, you do bid'ah. Like, for example, let's talk about music. Allah said, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said to Iblis, and basically incite whoever you want, who you can, with your voice. So what is the voice of Iblis? Besotic. The Salaf explained, who, uh, that's why I said you have to follow the Salaf, because they understood the Quran better than all of us. Sahaba, the students of Sahaba, Sahaba were there when these ayat were coming down. They can tell you, don't ever tell me music is not in the Quran. 
Because if I compare the Prophet ﷺ saw the Quran come down, the Prophet ﷺ, who learned directly from the Prophet ﷺ, will tell you this ayah is talking about music, and you must take it now. Does that make sense? Mm. Even though there's a hadith talking about it. So there's five verses talking about music. This is one of them. Be salty, the voice of shaitan. What is it? Music. So you're listening, you're every day listening to music, but you've got shaitan's voice in your ears, my bro. No wonder you're scared. No wonder you get possessed. No wonder when you have bad dreams. No wonder, you know, you get bugged. You know what I'm saying? What are some of the signs of possession? Well, that's a different topic. Um, a Just lot briefly, of signs. briefly. A lot of signs. Well, like, one is uh, distance from Allah. Really? Of course. Shayateen will try to take it to Kufr, man. They want to misguide you. Idlalun Nas is one of, to misguide people is one of their greatest things. So, you know, um, so you mentioned that And I'll tell you what Some sins that are very likely To call you possessed Yeah that's what I'm uh, saying Music Because here it's got a direct connection uh, Intoxicants Because Allah mentioned That they are From so the like abominations of shaitan Smoking weed Drinking alcohol Stuff like yeah, that Yeah all drugs and alcohol They've got a Big link between them and shaitan And, and the, and the shaitan And the evil jinn mm. uh, That's clear in Surah Al-Ma'idah Riba Because Allah said in the Quran uh, uh, those who eat riba, i.e. interest and you know all that. الذين, الذين الربا, they eat riba. They will not stand in the day of judgment except for a man who stands the way a man who's been possessed by the devil. That's how they stand. And Ibn Taymiyyah used this ayah as a proof to say that there is a link between riba and jinn possession. And, and some scholars went as far as to say riba is a major sin, right? Yeah, yeah. So if riba is the re is a li- it has a link between jinn possession and it's a major sin, then that means all major sins have a link between them and jinn possession. Does that make sense? Also, zina is a big one because if your iman is that which will protect you with the permission of Allah Azzawajal, if you do zina when you sleep with another woman outside of marriage, a woman sleeps with a man outside of marriage, the Prophet said your iman actually leaves your body because the act of zina is so filthy that the iman cannot be in the body; it comes out of the body. And at that time, what if the jinn jumps inside of you? Does that make sense? Yeah. So, and of course, shirk. Shirk is a uh, well, like big one. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, Idlama sultanum ala alladheena yatawallawna yatawallawnahu wa alladheena hum bihi mushrikun. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said that the shaytan will be able to have authority over the ones who take him as an ally, who become the friends, the allies of shaytan mm. and those who do shirk. Do you feel like, obviously, you know that? Shirk, I really want to talk about this for a second. We're in these ta'wees. Shirk. The Prophet said, Man ta'allaqa tamimatin faqad ashraf. Anyone who has a ta'wees, a tamima, a ta'wees, an amulet, a medallion, a hirsi, as the Somalis say, ta'wees, as the Pakistanis say, faqad ashraf, he done shirk. Another hadith the Prophet said to the companion who had it on, he said, Inzi'ha, fa'innaka la taziduka illa wahana. He said, Take it off. Because it will not increase you in anything except for more weakness. And that shows you when you try to seek help in something other than Allah, it will give you the opposite effect. So the companion wanted to seek help in the ta'weeds, which was shirk. Yeah. It would only make him weak. The humans tried to seek refuge in the jinn, the jinn only terrified them. So when you do shirk, the opposite will happen to you. Yeah, yeah, in terms yeah. of when you try to seek help. Does that make sense in this regard? So, Allah is very important. You know what I'm saying? So I was going to say, do you think, do you feel like, you know, obviously watching movies and films, horror movies about, you know, ghosts and demons and devils and this, that, whatnot. Do you feel like that also f- feeds into why a lot of people are so scared of jinns because they've got this, you know, even 
crazy our perception of what jinns really are compared to the reality because of all these movies and films. Yeah, so I'll I give an example. I, I think it does definitely because it, it, it glorifies or it sensationalizes the power and the ability of the demons, you know? Yeah, they yeah. call it ghosts, but it's jinn. That, that's what I was gonna say. Is that yeah. they believe that it's people who have, you know, died and their souls aren't resting. Yeah, but no, it's jinn. It's jinn. People might have actually seen something like that and thought, you know, it's a ghost. But in reality, it's a jinn. It was a jinn. But I think Muslims know. But the kuffar are the ones who get confused with ghosts or poltergeist mm. or whatever. Have you. So it could be. Uh, there are some jinns that are demonic, and then the evil ones, satanic ones, and some jinn are, are good. So, so, so I, I, I'll give an example of how this kind of feeds into it. You know, remember when we were doing the jinn stories thing with Sam Muhammad Imam and Knowledge Khan? Yeah. So the brothers turn off the lights to kind of make it like scary. You know how people are like, oh, tell jinn stories, make it yeah, scary, yeah, yeah. right? Late night, you know. So yeah. when he came in, he got angry. Well, you know, he's a, he's a raqi, he does ruqya. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He said, turn the lights on. What's ruqya? Huh? What's ruqya? Ruqya is exorcism. Like when a person's possessed, you know, you recite the Quran on them. Um, he got angry. He said, what are you doing? He said, what, are you trying to make people scared of the jinn? We're not scared of the jinn. Don't feed into this narrative. narrative. Does that make yeah, sense? Yeah. So of course, you know, your eyes and your ears are a gateway to your heart. Yeah. You're always watching the jinn. They seem more scary. There's music that's making them scary. And, you know, they're, they're playing with you. And in your mind, you've been told, oh, they're scary. So your heart starts to fear them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Does that make sense? So what are some of the... Because haram is it anyway. So what are some of the cures? As in these movies that have music and haram in them and, you know. So what are some of the cures of to jinn possession? The greatest thing is, is, is to hate Allah said to Shaitan, you will not be able to harm any of my slaves. Yeah, sorry, so uh, the, the only slaves of Allah that you won't be able to harm is what? Is one that are uh, I didn't realize that the UK had views like this until you know you come out, start to come out of London. In London, to be honest, though, there are places in London as well that have views like this, but when you got a view like that and a car like this. Let's get on to the next point. Sorry guys, the uh, camera stopped recording. I don't know why, the battery isn't dead. And... Anywho, anyhow, so you mentioned the Mukhlasin, mm. and we mentioned right at the very beginning what they were, but just one more time, how can I be from someone who's from amongst mm. the Mukhlasin? The Mukhlasin are the ones who are the sincere slaves of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. They come with Tawheed and no shirk, okay? There's one hadith that kind of summarizes it. Though, you know, if you want to be safe from not just the jinn, but from magic, from evil eye, from the ops on the block, from the enemies on the streets, from the plotting and the planning of people, you want to be safe. There's a hadith Qudsi in which Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, Man adani adantuhu bil harb. Allah said, anyone who becomes an enemy to one of my allies, one of my friends, I declare war on that person. Anyone who shows enmity to a wali of Allah, an ally of Allah, mm. someone close to Allah, yeah. Allah said, فَقَدْ آذَنْتُهُ بِالْحَرْبِ I declare war on that person. Okay? So, would you not like Allah to declare war on your behalf? If there are shayateen trying to bug you, Allah declares war on your behalf. And if there are ops on the block, Allah declares war on your behalf. Would you not? Mm. You would. So then you have to become wali of Allah. And the hadith tells you how to get close to Allah. Right after Allah says that. Huh. Allah said that my slave gets close to me by doing the obligatory things. As in the things Allah made obligatory upon you. The greatest thing Allah made obligatory upon you is what? 
to eat. Worship him alone, no shirk. A second thing that's obligatory upon you is the sunnah of the Prophet And the sunnah of the Prophet is the same sunnah of the companions because Allah joined both of them together in Surah An-Nisa and in Surah Al-Baqarah. Does that make sense? The sunnah of the companions and the sunnah of the Prophet is the same. The companions are known as the Salaf. So following the Salaf is obligatory upon you. And then the Salah is obligatory upon you, and the Zakat is obligatory upon you, and the Hajj is obligatory upon you. Sisters, the Jilbab is obligatory upon you. Right? And, and stay away from all the haram. Then how do you say, okay, that's a person who's close to Allah, but how do you be from the closest? As-Sabiqoon, the ones who are even closest to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. As-Sabiqoon bil khayrat. That's when you really get, you know, you become real close, wali of Allah azawajal, inshallah ta'ala. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, my slave starts to do the voluntary things now. Instead of just fasting Ramadan, they fast Monday and Thursday. Instead of just what praying, the obligatory prayers, they pray the sunnah and the night prayer. Instead of just giving zakat, they give charity as well. I mentioned, I should have mentioned seeking knowledge because seeking knowledge is obligatory and the seeking knowledge which is voluntary. They do the obligatory seeking knowledge because that's obligatory. But then to get the second stage, they start seeking voluntary knowledge. Things that is not obligatory, but it's beneficial, extra. You know what I'm saying? And then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says at the end of that hadith Qudsi, that then my servant gets to a point when, they, when the servant does these things and I love my servant, he gets so close to me that if my servant was to ask me for something, I will give it to him or her. And if they were to say, A'udhu Billah, they were to seek isti'adha from Allah, refuge in Allah, Allah said, I will give them refuge. Some of us, we say, A'udhu Billah, Ibn Shaytan, we wonder why we're still possessed. We say, A'udhu Billah, Ibn Shaytan, we wonder why we're still affected by the shayateen. Some of us say, A'udhu Bi Kalimatillah, Ta'amati Bin Shari Makhalaq. We seek refuge in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in His words and His complete words. We wonder why we still had a problem that day. I thought it was supposed to help me. That isti'adha, it has more of an effect when it's built upon this. The obligations, and then the voluntary things. The obligation, the greatest one, which is Tawheed, and then Sunnah, which is following the Salaf of the Prophet as well. And the greatest evil is Shirk and Bid'ah. And then upon that is sins and staying away from all that. And if a person follows this hadith, get close to Allah by the obligation, stay away from the Haram. Then get closer to Allah even more by doing the voluntary things, stay away from even the disliked. You will inshallah become a wali min awliyaillah. And then you will make dua say, Allah give me this, Allah will give it to you, inshallah ta'ala. You will do what? You will say, Audi billah, and Allah will give you protection and refuge from wherever it is that you are suffering from. Wallahu a'la wa a'lam. Barakallah feek, man. Jazakallah khair. Feek barakallah. We've had some mad jinn stories, though. Hmm? We've had some mad jinn stories, though, Allah. Yeah, we had some serious ones, Allah. We did a charm about on it, True but enough. since then, we've had even more. We've had even more. <laughs> so I think you know what? We need to do update 2.0. Oh, I had some. I've been having them. I know. <laughs> when the people have meetings downstairs, and all the heads ah upstairs. <laughs> I was thinking, yeah. Should we? Because uh, one thing we never really do with the cars, we never launch them. Like launch yeah. control. Shh. Yeah, like you put your foot down. No, no. Just launch it zero to sixty. Obviously, this is a alhamdulillah. As you guys can see, we're in a you know national speed limit area. So, we do a quick, quick, quick little launch. What do you think of this car so far, though? Uh, I know the car has got a little strength in it, but you know it's me. For me, it's about the way it looks, isn't it? It's it's crazy, in it? Race mode. Is it the same as up the summer's one? Exactly the same. Controlled one he used to have. Yeah. Yeah, but it's uh, automatic. It was manual. So his is better. Uh, it depends. Some people prefer manual. I prefer automatic. It's easier, but you can still make it manual with the shift paddles. But let's uh, 
gruncie So, as I mentioned Is it because it is your own I already told you So I just hope a cow doesn't come in front of us A cow? Yeah, it's mad isn't it? There's no speed limit and this cow's walking around the ground So some of you might be wondering How do you tell the Golf R apart from a normal Golf? Well firstly, obviously There's the R But if you go a little bit lower down you can see it's got quad tailpipes and these sound very nice. So if we can get the car started up. They actually sound terrible. <laughs> they sound nice on the inside. Outside here, I'll be honest with you. Oh, wait. They sound terrible. I can't even lie to you, I'm sorry. Wow, if you buy a car like this, you definitely need to do at least a resonator delete, which is get rid of one of the filters, or just get a completely, you know, new system. Because that, that's terrible. <laughs> Different, well, most of them, yeah, like in slightly different versions than that, maybe, but yeah, well, that, that's, that's serious. I can't lie, it's, it's the it's that instant yeah, acceleration, isn't it? Like I was on a roller coaster, bro. Imagine a Tesla where there's no delay at all, it's just straight boom. seconds something like that i'll have a look it's below five seconds this is basically the same car underneath as an audi s3 so not the rs3 which is the top one slightly you know one one stage lower so but RS3 this particular car has been remapped so this is probably going to be on a, on a similar level to an rs3 hmm. imagine you do that one more time i can't lie that's Ideally to be a straight road, but so right, go, go, go forward a bit, then it? Go forward Why? 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 Like, that's why people get it. They don't want to buy like a boyish racer with, you know, you know, but vinyls no. across the side of the but car and a fat spoiler and... No, they just want to buy it. Some transgender racer. <laughs> <laughs> no, what I mean is that like, they don't want to buy a boy racer car, which is like, it's bait, like, you know, it's like made for racing. They just want like a normal looking car, but that like, when they want, it can go in it kind of thing. But yeah, that's it for today's episode, guys. Inshallah, see you guys on the next episode. Let us know what cars you want in the comments. 
don't forget to like the video please guys if you get this up to what if you get if you guys get this up to 5000 likes we'll get a lamborghini on the show if you guys get this video up to 5000 likes i'll get a lamborghini for the show how about that 10000 we get a lamborghini and a ferrari and on that note assalamu alaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh peace yeah bro don't worry don't worry Akhi, inshallah i'm going to take care of that for you 100% yeah all right inshallah assalamu alaikum take care This is my upside time, my brother. I'm out. Yo, fam. Come on, my bro. Is that down, man? Yeah, I'm down, man, bro. What's up, bro? Hey, what? Listen, I heard you be spending hundreds of pounds on flipping cars and that for like for flashy show. What's that all about? Yeah, bro. The cars is a way to lure the brothers in who like to who like cars, and we talked about the dean. Why didn't you go to the masjid for free? But bro, have you not seen COVID? Massage are not allowing lectures to be done. But bro, you're taking charity money and renting out cars. How does that even make sense? Would you that's be like, would that's you the opposite of Dawah, bro? Would you be okay if I hired out a venue? Yes, of course. Why don't you do that? Well, do you know how much venues cost? I called up the Excel Center personally. For 10,000 people, it costs over 20,000 pounds. This car right here, we hired it out for 100 pounds. Do you know how many views we get on average on Rideout? Over 10,000 plus. That's one P per view, where people are learning about Tawheed and Sunnah. Whereas if I was to hire out a venue, it would cost me two pound plus per person. This is 200 times cheaper than a venue. Nah, you're still wrong, bro. You're still wrong. Wait, one second, bro. I swear this is our car. A booker, is that you? I a booker. What a joke, man. Sorry guys, I'm bucket for you. <laughs> Anyways, wanted to give you guys an update. One of the shows that we've got on our channel that's been popping is Ride Out. Alhamdulillah, it's opened us up to a completely different audience who would not be learning about the religion had it not been with Allah's permission for this show. People learn about Tawheed, learning about Sunnah, they're learning about Manhaj and so many other important things. Guys, we're trying to take the show to the very next level. You guys have already seen what we've managed to produce on our channel already, alhamdulillah. That's just in about one month of us having launched the new channel. Imagine that we could take it to the next level. Look, I wasn't lying when I said it's going to cost tens of thousands of pounds to hire out a venue to get what? A few thousand people in there. We spend a few hundred pounds for a car every week and we get tens of thousands of views. And guess what? That's inshallah ta'ala going to all be on your scales in the day of judgment. All you have to do to be a part of this project is donate at the link below. That's right, just donate at the link below. Why would you not want to be a part of this process? Give a little something. You guys have supported us for hiring out venues in the past. I'm telling you, this is a more cost-effective, cost-efficient method. This basically is our new venue. Every Sunday, ride out, catch us. And like I said, if you want to support, donate at the link below. Peace.